What's up, girls, guys, gays, and theys? I'm Beth. And I'm TJ. Grab your bottle of wine and put your lawyer on speed dial. Welcome to Nightmare on Girls Night. Yeah, no kidding. Um, well, like we said, I'm Beth. That's TJ. I'm TJ. <laughs> the only other one in the room. <laughs> We've been friends for six years? Five years. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime. <clears throat> yeah. We met at uh, my first big girl job. Yeah, both of our first big girl jobs. Yeah. We're... Back in a big old province called Alberta. Ugh. We're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut that ugh out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but now we live in the beautiful province of British Columbia. Yes, we do. I followed her here. I followed. She did. Yeah. A little bit of begging and some wine uh, brought her right here. Yeah, yeah, I do love it. We live in the Rocky Mountains of BC, and we live in a lake town, and I just love it. Yeah, love we it. bonded over the years through wild nights out, some... Crazy stories, um, wine, and everything true crime. True crime. The basis of our friendship. True crime. The basis of our friendship. <laughs> you know, in that first road trip. Do you yep. like true crime? We listen to true crime for four hours straight. Uh-huh. Should we give some shout-outs to some podcasts we listen well, to? We should probably give some shout-outs. Okay, number one, I'll kick it off. Morbid. Morbid. We love those girls. God. Thanks for the inspiration, gals. Yes, yes. Morbid, Sword and Scale. Crime Junkie. I love National Park After Dark. Obituary. Obituary. You know, they're just... Yeah, all the good beautiful ones. Beautiful people. All the good, yeah, all the good ones, all the good hosts. Love you all. <laughs> well, Let- should we give a overview of the podcast? Yes. What we're going to be about? Take it away. It's kind of the epitome of our friendship. I think I covered it. <laughs> no, our no. podcast will technically just be our, our friendship recorded. We're going to talk about all things true crime. We're going to throw in some wild girls' night stories. Um, we're going to have a Sunday scaries once a month where we'll talk about everything spooky and some hangover horror stories. What am I missing? Don't forget those How Am I Live. Oh God, we're going to kick <laughs> off every podcast episode with a classic How Am I Live because we all know we all have stories of nights out or adventures where we look back and we go, actually, how the fuck am I alive? <laughs> and we're going to swear on this podcast. I'm yeah, just guessing. Yeah, you, you shouldn't listen to this in the car with your little ones. <laughs> or, like, throw some headphones over top of yeah. them. Yeah. At work, unless you work with people like us, which is great. <laughs> we support that. <laughs> Should we get the first How Am I Alive started? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> today's podcast, TJ is going to start us with a How Am I Alive? And then we'll sneak right into a true crime. And I will take on that true crime. But I will let you take it away, TJ. Perfect. We're going to alternate every week, too. So uh, don't worry, you'll hear Beth's How Am I Lives. And then hopefully, eventually, some of our listeners will send in their own stories. Yeah. So, to kick it off, I've uh, thought about this one for a while, and I'm sorry, Mom, if you're listening, because I know I (laughs) shaved years off your life, but this one kicks back probably, I wish it was longer ago, because I'm 29 turning 30, and and it's not super long ago. Well, I'll say it was like probably five to seven years ago. 
So old enough to know better, but young enough to still do stupid shit. So I was out on White Avenue in Edmonton, which is like the party scene, Mm -hmm. clubs, bars, and we were drinking after my girlfriend's like graduation party and we're at a bar and I'm drunk so I'm tossing shots under the bar as they're coming which you will get to know me and I don't toss shots like I shoot that shit back but I was tossing shots under the bar because I was so drunk I'm like okay I should probably go home like my old ass needs to get home so I exit the bar and I'm like, okay, like, go find my Uber. And I just, like, waltz up to this SUV, and I open the door, and dude's like, I am not your Uber. And I'm like, yeah, you are. And I just, like, hop in his vehicle. Keep in mind, I don't even have the Uber app on my phone. So I literally just, like, opened the door. I'm pretty sure this man wasn't even, like, pulled over to the side of the road. I think he was, like, stopped at a stoplight. And I was like, you're an Uber, and you're now my Uber. And I literally get in his vehicle and he's like, oh, like, Kay, like, where do you live then? Like, I think he was literally coming home from work. And like, thank God he wasn't some Ted Bundy because I literally would have died. But he, I give him my address. He drives me home. We get home to my now husband, boyfriend at the time, his house. And (laughs) my husband's name is Dylan. And Dylan was like, what in the actual flying fuck are you doing? (laughs) Looks at this man, and the man is like, I don't know. Like, she just got in my vehicle, so I drove her home. And he was like, so, like, are you going to pay me or something? And I was like, yeah, like, give me your email address, and I'll, like, e-transfer you tomorrow. And keep in mind, I'm trashed. So I, like, get out of his vehicle, have his email, like, e-transferred him 20 bucks the next day because he knew where I lived. Well, he knew where Dylan lived, but he knew where I lived. Still. (laughs) So I literally think back to it, and I'm like, Girls die from literally, like a girl literally died from leaving a bar and getting in what she thought was an Uber. And there's my happy ass just like opening SUV doors being like, you're driving me home. And he was like, sure. (laughs) Like, thank God he wasn't a serial killer. No kidding. So Were you with friends? I was. And I left them there. (laughs) You left your friends there? Yes. Were they trying to get a hold of you? No. Maybe. Couldn't tell you. Okay. Was too drunk. To <laughs> was know. too drunk. Dylan was like, Are you on your way home? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> and then waltzed up with like non Uber Uber man. <laughs> and thank God he was so nice. But I'm pretty sure he was like, Get this chick out of my car. Um, but didn't die. So that's my how in the actual hell am I alive? And again, sorry, mom, I'm alive now. I don't do that stuff. So, oh my god, everything's a walking distance. So, of course, I don't do that stuff in this small town. Well, no, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, could bad. you imagine if that guy wasn't a decent no. human being? Literally, he looked like a normal man, but like, so did Ted Bundy and a lot of serial killers. Mm-hmm. And so, really, and they're always really charming, yeah. And I feel bad because he was probably just like on his way home from work, it was like 12 30, and he probably just wanted to like pick up food and go home. And I just get in his vehicle. I felt kind of bad after, but I did transfer him $20, which I mean, it's good, something good for you. It's a thank you for not murdering me and burying me in your backyard. Do you think $20 is a good enough thank you <laughs> no. for not murdering you? <laughs> no, I think. Human decency is, but I think, like, I probably should have shot him a bit more money. Dylan was literally like, you are never, ever going out without a ride home ever again. Anyways, that's my how am I live. Jesus. Yeah. 
That's Camp Cop anymore in my back pocket. And I'm still here, guys. <laughs> She's still here. Still and you here. know what? At almost 30. At almost 30. I, yeah. I don't think they're going to be over. No. <clears throat> again. Mom. Safety tips, stop. people. We should talk about safety, safety tips. tips. Maybe our podcast could include some safety <clears throat> tips. You know what? If you're out with your friends, don't leave your friends alone. No. Make sure you know how they're getting home. Make sure you know how you're getting home. Uh-huh. Download the Uber app. Yes. Know what vehicle you're getting into. Yes. Because Uber literally tracks that for you. And you know what? When you get, before you get in that Uber, ask who they're there for. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the Uber app, don't just get in what you think is an Uber. Because <laughs> they may not just take you home. They, they probably won't. Best case scenario, I would have gotten arrested instead of murdered. You so. know what? But, yeah. Okay. Should we move on to our true crime story of the day yeah let's do it so i picked one that is quite old but there was a development earlier in the year which is awesome and it takes place here in bc oh okay so going back to a decades-old canadian true crime story out of vancouver british Mm -hmm. columbia the reason this case caught my attention, like I said, there was a recent development as of February of this year, and this case is named Babes in the Woods. Have you oh, ever heard of it? I have not. Okay. I'm super stoked that you haven't heard of it. No, I'm excited. Vancouver's my old stomping grounds. Yeah, no I kidding. have a lot of stories. I have a lot of how my life stories from there. And that's a big city. Yeah, it is. And a scary city. So, on the 14th... A beautiful city. I shouldn't say scary city. Let's just preface that. It's a beautiful, scary city. (laughs) Thank you. I'm a small town gal. We live... Living in a lonely world. Shut up. (laughs) Copyright. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Take that out. (laughs) Okay. So, on the 14th of January in 1953, Mm -hmm. a Vancouver Parks employee was clearing brush for new trees near Beaver Lake in Stanley Park. So, Stanley Park in Vancouver, I know that you know this, but our listeners might not, um, can be seen as the equivalent to what Central Park is to New York. So, Stanley Park is 1,001 acres of land that borders the downtown of Vancouver, surrounded by water of Burrard. Is that how you say it? Burrard, yeah. Burrard Inlet and English Bay. Mm -hmm. So, the Vancouver Parks employee goes by the name of Albert Tong, and I believe he is since deceased. Um, but while he was completing his daily duties, he came across the skeletal remains of what he determined to be two young children. Oh, God. Their bodies had been covered with a woman's coat and years of debris. Now, the information on the objects that were also found near the bodies varies from different sources. However, the commonalities are the following. A shoe, um, two children's aviation helmets, uh, bits of children's clothing, and a hatchet. Oh, So, upon examination, it was determined that the two children, assumed to be a boy and a girl at the time, had been dead for for approximately five years, and their ages ranged between six and ten. So, they didn't find their bodies for five years. And a coat was covering them. That's Uh that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm. Although the children's bodies had been left untouched for so long, it was clear that there was foul play involved. Both children had damage to their skulls that one was inflicted by the hatchet found alongside them. Jesus. Yeah, it's really quite sad. Now, I would like to mention that the handling of evidence during this time was nothing like it is now. The bones from the scene, along with other items, were kept in two regular cardboard boxes. What year is this again? 
This was in 1953. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, wow. so <clears throat> they were just putting those two cardboard boxes and exposing Secure. them. Yeah, love that. To further decay and erosion. Great. Yeah. So during the time of the investigation, like I said, 1953, there were over 100 tips logged from people who recalled seeing a young boy and girl in the park in 1947. So the five years prior, they were taking tips wow. from five years prior. That's, like, um, very specific information to remember fri- five years prior. Right? Yeah. Can you remember what no. you were doing five years ago? Clearly not. I was getting into Uber's drunk. <laughs> so, no. She does not remember what happened five years ago. I do not remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. <laughs> Preach. So, there's that. Good for them. So, investigators at the time exhausted all their options in trying to make these bodies... Sorry. Investigators exhausted all their options trying to match these bodies with missing persons reports. They searched school boards and social services records, and through all of this, the babes in the woods were never identified. So in 1996, Detective Brian Honeyborn chose to take on the babes in the woods case and hoping to gain some closure. Upon receiving the evidence collected, he reanalyzed it using newer technology. Honeyburn had the DNA extracted from the teeth of the children's skulls and revealed that the two murdered children were not a boy and a girl oh but two brothers what so two boys do you know like did they think it was a boy and a girl based on the clothing originally or it had to have been i guess if they were so decayed they would have just been guessing yeah it was a total guess on investigators so this revelation that it was two boys it knocked out a lot of those previous leads Mm. Um, that could have initially impacted the investigation. Um, So that's set them back a lot, for sure. Mm. Moving into recent years, in 2021, investigators from the Vancouver Police Department and BC Coroner Service obtained a DNA sample and enlisted the help of the Redgrave Research Forensic Services out of Massachusetts. The Redgrave team were able to identify the maternal grandparents of one of the boys, mm. which led to the development of a family tree by using websites like Ancestry.com. Oh, I love that shit. I know. I live for that. And 23andMe. Yeah. Which is really cool. I've been saying to Jay that I wanted to do that for so yes. long. Jay is my partner, by the way. Um, so You're either going to find a long-lost sibling, help solve a murder, or realize you're related to a murderer. Yeah. One of the three. It, you know what? And that sounds <laughs> extremely exciting. It does. Love that for us. <laughs> Um, so police were able to find a distant relative of the boys and thus leading to this year, 2022, Crazy. the boys were identified via forensic genealogy as Derek Dalton, born February 27th, 1940, and David Dalton, born June 24th, 1941. This makes the boys age six and seven at the time of their death. That's crazy though. Like you think back to that and you're like, was nobody looking for their sons like they're six and whatever seven-year-old sons yeah jesus yeah so investigators believe that derek and david were the descendants of russian immigrants who had come to canada in the turn of the 20th century so they also believe that whoever killed the boys were likely a close relative and had long passed horrible so there is some theories that because they were russian immigrants they, the mother, father, could have, they could have got separated, whatever oh it may god. have been. But there's no leads. Oh my god, that's horrible. In ending in that, I believe, I don't think it was ever about somebody being charged for the crimes, because yeah. it's been so long. 
but giving those boys a name. Yeah. You know, and finally telling their story of who they were. Did they say if there was any living relatives? So, um, sorry, who? The maternal grandparents um, were found. The grandparents, like, that's crazy. And then they found a distant relative. Right, a distant relative. This year. Yeah. It makes you wonder, though, like, where those relatives are living. And, like, also, could you imagine getting closure that long after? So I read, uh, I think it was the Vancouver Sun, that the distant family said that there was always this um, story told in their family about a death of two boys. Oh, my God. And nobody kind of ever filled in the details. It was was all just, like, folklore. Folklore. And nobody actually thought to look into it. And you know what? crazy. If you look further into this case, a lot of it is folklore. Yeah. And they say that the Babes in the Woods case is, like, fully surrounding folklore tales. And nobody knows what's true, what's not. Oh, my God. And, yeah. That's crazy. So, like I said, Detective Honeyborn, that was the one that took on the case in 96, he was able to lay the boys to rest. He cremated their remains and released them to the sea as a part of a small ceremony. Oh, God. Yeah, which I think is really sweet. That's so sweet. But there is still evidence kept um, in case of further... In cardboard boxes. I don't think they're in cardboard boxes anymore. 10 out of 10 police work in the 1950s. I know. Great. Well, I love a good closure to a story, although you wish that justice was brought. Mm-hmm. This is why I love genealogy and all of those websites, and I'm a big advocate for that, because it like the amount of cases that these days get closure because of that mm-hmm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy i have an ancestry no i have a 23 i have one of the kits at home sponsor us i have one of those kits at home that we should really that i should really do and send in because i'd be super curious to see um mm-hmm. and, and i haven't they, done it yet don't they tell you like what your background is too i think so like they tell you yeah mm-hmm. yeah i would love to do that yeah, you might find a long-lost relative i know you know what i've always wondered if i'm in some way connected to the mob Oh, you are, you are Italian. You know what? You probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are we cutting your last name out? You know what? I, I think we should cut it out for now. Okay. Sicilian Italian. Sicilian Italian. Sicilian Italian. Yeah. No, I've always wondered. I don't think 23andMe can tell you that, but maybe Ancestry.com. Maybe. It'd be super interesting. It would be. We Everybody. Go do it. If you want. Mm-hmm. Human rights. Do what you want. Your body, your choice. Hell Don't yeah. really care. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Okay, well. Story. I love that. I love a Canadian crime story and bringing light to to cases that haven't been solved or just bringing light to cases that have happened in Canada. Not mm-hmm. saying that we won't go outside mm-hmm. of our borders. We absolutely will. We will. But... I guess that that rounds off our first episode. Well, that's our first episode. How exciting. I know. <laughs> Will people come back? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> guess we'll find out. Next episode, Beth will tell her how am I live and I'll bring a true crime case. Yeah. And then watch out for our Sunday scaries. Heck yeah. Perfect. All right.
guys next time. See you later. Remember, all good stories start with a girls' night, but not everyone makes it to brunch.